Jake, this is Rod Blagojevich, and this is We're Missing the Point. Sounds like a very interesting podcast and probably has a lot of stuff that you can talk about. The former governor of Illinois would say that's a high honor and uh, well done. Welcome to episode 13 of You're Missing the Point with Jake Loft and the recurring guest. I think we're, uh, we're, we're, uh, you're on there. This is the 12th appearance for my, for him. Uh, this is Thomas. Only, only got kicked off once yeah. so far. So Actually, no, 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 twice. no, you no had a two, solo. two episodes. So Mr. Recurring guest over here, Thomas Bradbury, been on 10 episodes now. He's on quite the streak. I haven't kicked him off yet. Pretty good. Yeah. But we're, um, yeah, very shortly I will be kicking him off. <laughs> Soon as says that every week <laughs> as soon as i find somebody better uh so here we are we're still in quarantine nothing going on sitting in washington dc nobody's outside um that that's pretty much all that's up these days um uh, i decided to do a test um i i realized i was doing too much uh quarantine drinking because that's that's a thing these days so i took a whole week off and instead of the vice being alcohol I just started drinking milkshakes every single day. Yeah, yeah. Thomas, uh, he he had this whole plan to lose weight by drinking less beer, and so so then <laughs> so he, I quit beer so, during the quarantine. Yeah, so we stopped drinking beer. So then he got on liquor, which turned him into a, a binge drinker. <laughs> yeah, he was like he was he was uh, drink, drinking quite a bit of that liquor, and. Um, then we started recording some music. I don't know. You might have heard listeners. Uh, if you you might have uh, might have heard our song "Summertime Vibes" a few episodes ago. At the very end, if you haven't, I would uh, recommend pulling that up. Um, so he started showing up to the studio uh, in an incapacitated state. And so earlier, I made a, I made a joke that Thomas was like John Lennon, right? And I'm like Paul McCartney. Obviously, I mean, look at us between the two. I'm clear. <laughs> I'm clearly Paul McCartney, um, but. Um, it was it was like it was like working with the Beatles, and then he got on this binge drinking episode and started showing up to the studio totally intoxicated. It was more like Black Sabbath, the Ozzy Osbourne esque, I would say. <laughs> and uh, he uh, he wasn't putting out any good product at all. So not that he puts out any good product anyway. That's why I'm kicking him off the show. But but it was pretty bad. I got kicked out of the band all week. Now. Right. Um, yeah. I be I started a solo career without him because he. Uh, couldn't I couldn't handle him anymore, so I kicked him out of the band, and uh, you know working on some good stuff um, here and there. Uh, but but what I've been thinking about is I want to do an intro to the show today, and I wanted to sing. Um, there's a song called Boston by Train. But well, then I was thinking, well, because we're gonna have a guest today. We're gonna have a guest that is in Boston, and so right. so then I got myself thinking. Why don't I just sing a song from Boston? Because have you have you ever thought about how bands that are named after cities or places are just like pretty good in general? Yes, uh, amazing. I, some of the best bands are named after actual places, um, and that brings us around to a special surprise we've got this time. We've got another guest. I had it's been uh, it's been two episodes without one. We have a new guest here, my man Kurt Myers. Um, I don't know what his Twitter handle is, but I don't, I don't think he's—I don't think he's a big Twitter guy. Um, but here, I got him. I got him right here. Kurt Myers. He lives in Boston. We're going to talk about Boston. We're going to talk about music. Uh, what's going on, Kurt? 
Well, uh, thanks, Jake, for having me on. Jake Thomas, longtime listener. Uh, sounds <laughs> as though if, if Thomas is getting kicked off soon, this might actually serve as more of an audition rather than a, than a guest <laughs> appearance. So we'll it, see how it goes. I've always had you in mind. It's a long list. I can't. I'm not going to tell you where you're at on the list, but you are on the list. Well, I imagine my performance today will uh, be indicative of that. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't. Ho- hopefully, you can uh, perform on this a little bit better than you did uh, in college as a baseball player. I've got a. Uh, so uh, Kurt, Kurt was a uh, going to the roast immediately. All right, oh, right. Yeah, let's, 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 let's hit the road yeah. running. Let me just let me say, so I'm up here with a Union College. Um, Go Dutchman. Right. The also, where is Union? Never even heard of it. <laughs> Union College uh, is a, a small liberal arts school upstate New York in Schenectady, New York, home of uh, GE or, or where it was General Electric. Currently, currently the home is Boston, but we don't talk about that much. Oh, I see. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Union College, uh, Kurt Myers played um, in the old, I'm, I'm trying to find some of his stats online and. The only thing I see here, 2012, has pitched a total of 2.2 innings and earned two strikeouts in three games played. I'll tell you, those two strikeouts were were well earned. Uh, they, didn't, they, didn't put, they didn't put that in the bio on the uh, on the website, but that's okay. Tough strikeouts. D- didn't, yeah, they, Listen, they were, they were they were two more strikeouts than than I started with. It might have been the heart of the lineup. I guess you know who knows who, that's who right. struck out. Yeah. So you know, they always say that you know uh, inning inning count is is not is sort of a a red herring stat that you know because some some innings are more stressful innings than others. And let me tell you, those two point two were extremely stressful. You might have come in bases loaded who knows that's right right well you know as far as i can tell you have an era is zero um there's yeah there's no stats i guess (laughs) yeah nothing nothing to report wow i guess that clean game clean clean 2.2 and not not a full game (laughs) now well 2.2 in three games even so maybe consider were you a setup man did you come in for a couple couple strikeouts set it up yep yep relief Mm -hmm. relief pitcher uh i would hope i would With stats like this, I would hope you were a relief pitcher. Next thing you know, uh, Enter Sandman yeah. comes on. Mariano Rivera comes in. <laughs> Actually, so, so the, the 2012 stats that you're reading off, that was my that was my freshman year. And um, the, the as part of the team hazing, the seniors uh, on the team picked the, the entry songs for all the freshmen. Uh, mine was all the single ladies by I believe Beyonce. So that was that was the sign that I entered too. For those. Did you do the little uh, ring flare? Uh, so for the for, for the my first game, I I you requ- they had like a little dance that you had to do for whatever your song was. And yes, for my but you only had to do it for your first game. So for one of those three, I did the single ladies dance. Now, how many people go to these games? Uh, so Union Union is a, is definitely a hockey school. We won uh, we actually won the D one national championship. Uh, my my junior year. So for baseball, I'd say twenty five from Union. Not not a big twenty five. That is, wow. We were really we, we, we were di- we were disadvantaged because our uh, our field was uh, probably three or four miles away from campus for some reason. So people had to really put an effort to go. It's not like you could just walk down at the game, which I think would have helped our numbers. But uh, you know, can't win them all. That's been the long-held uh, complaint about uh, CSU in Colorado, Colorado State University, is their football stadiums off campus. I don't know how you can have a good uh, college football environment when your uh, sporting events are that far away. The same thing with the Washington Redskins. How are we going to have to go to the Washington Redskins games and it's that well, far I th- away? I think the, the, the Redskins have a few additional problems, but, uh, <laughs> but yes, I assume that is one of them. 
I, I mean, the, pa- the, the Patriots, the Patriots play out in Foxborough, Massachusetts. They seem to put asses in seats. So that's true. That, not wrong. Well, that, that, you know, that's because they're, they're, they're cheating. First of all. They, yeah. The balls are deflated. They're, they're paying them to be there. That's why, that's why the asses are in the seats. I'm not, I'm not a Patriots fan. So if you're trying to insult me here, uh, you're, you're going on blind ears. I'm a Giants fan. Eli Manning, the king of the giant, the, the <laughs> oh, Patriot gosh. killer. Oh, Please my. tell me you're not a Daniel Jones fans these days. I mean, I feel like everybody's defining uh, sports rosters are, are those that you had when you were uh, like in adolescence. And so I feel like I'll always be an Eli guy. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely pulling for, for Daniel to figure it out. But, I, you know, you got to win a couple of titles, a couple of Super Bowl MVPs before you can even get into the conversation with Eli in my book. Daniel Jones had one good game and everyone freaked out. They're like, wow, they must have known something that we didn't. Well, well, the problem was it was his first game. So everyone was right. like, oh, wow, he's, he's arrived. And then, you know, we all know what happened. I played Daniel Jones that game in my fantasy football league. He was like the most added fantasy football player th- the week after. Everyone was like, this is our guy. Jake, yeah. you bought the hype. I, about the, the no, DJ hype. I was ahead. I bought it before. I was playing. Oh, in, I no, see. I, see. I, I was in. I was in quarterback hell last year. I, 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 I had like three different quarterbacks that were injured, and uh, Daniel Jones was the guy for me for I'm, a small amount of time. And I'm a little bit concerned that we won't even have sports gambling here soon enough. And I, I've like lost events to gamble on. Jake, have you been doing any gambling? No, I haven't gotten. Well, I have done a little bit. Uh, so one thing that I want to get into is uh, the Korean baseball. You can fan duel that. That's on fan duel. Uh, so I got to learn my players. And I was talking. I was. I was. So I was uh, talking to Logan Dobson today. Um, I was doing some light construction for him. Big loft contracting. And uh, is, that, is that is that an offshoot of uh, uh, Jake's Farm Fresh Fruit? Oh, James Jake's Farm Fresh Produce is uh, is a subsidiary of um, Big Loft Contracting, uh, which is underneath the umbrella Big Loft Entertainment. Um, and then I have a couple BLL. Yeah. Uh, and the uh, how how does a fruit company get under an entertainment line? Uh, well, it's, you know, are, you, are you familiar with the uh, with the the, the uh, procedure of layering when it comes to money laundering? It, it, it falls okay. somewhere in there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I've also got Loftcast is another uh, part of Big Loft Entertainment, and um, that's that's going to be the network whenever this takes off and everybody wants in. It's going to be like the Nerdist or the you know the Gimlet or one of those. Um, then uh, also Big Loft Productions, and that's that's where the songs come from. BLP, yeah, <laughs> Big Loft Productions, Bud Light Platinum. You know, you're, you're already you're already working on it. Yeah, exactly. A big acronym guy. Um, but what, it, so what, what was the question? What? I was saying uh, ESPN paid all this money. <laughs> oh yeah, betting. We're, no, we're, we're talking about sports betting. But, uh, but what well, else is there to gamble on well, these days? Well, me, me, and uh, me and Kurt had a had a little bet recently. We have a, we have a recurring. Well, oh, you're talking with the. Uh, we do have a recur- We have a recurring bet too. So we have a. Rec- we'll, we'll stick on the sports and then we'll get to the most recent bet. So uh, Jake and I have an annual two hundred standing two hundred fifty dollar bet. Um, which which team will do better in the Major League Baseball season? Red Sox, my Red Sox, and Jake's Cardinals. Um, that's actually a fair bet. I think that's very fair. So I think I think I've won three times and you've won once, or is it two to one? It's two. It's two to one. It's two to one. Okay, so it's it's whoever has the better regular season record and that, and the only way that the team with the the lesser record in the regular season can win the bet is if they go further in the playoffs. So there's a little playoff caveat there. So really, the the so really the bet is who's going farther in the playoffs. 
Yeah, well, but neither theoretically now that team can make the playoffs and then it goes and it reverts to regular season. That well, that's well. On, on, in what world is are, success, in, in what world yeah. would we have where the, both the Cardinals and the Red Sox are not in the playoffs? It's it's been. I guess it hasn't happened with the Cardinals in the playoffs last year. Yeah, the Cardinals um, lost to the Nationals in the playoffs. Oh, did that happen really, last year? Were, yeah, oh, yeah. The, wow. the that seems like that seems like a decade ago. Awesome win. They they went seven games. Um, and then they got killed by the Nats. The Nats, yeah. But and I had the best of both worlds because I went from living in Missouri and cheering on the Cardinals to moving to D.C. right after the Cardinals got beat and just jumping straight on the bandwagon for the Nationals. It was it was beautiful timing. Yeah, that was. I I hate that. I'm I'm very <laughs> mad about that. So so we can't bet on sports. Uh, so me me and Kurt have got this other bet um, that that I won. Uh, I closed that one out. Um, Congratulations. A couple weeks ago, you might, might have heard that the news was uh, wrongly telling us all that um, Kim Jong-un was dead or brain dead or laying there like a vegetable. Um, but the, we, we all know there are no vegetables in North Korea, so that couldn't have been true. Uh, <laughs> um, and But I, 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 I had a feeling. I was like, no way. This guy's alive. And uh, so we bet. What was it? 20 bucks? 20 bucks. 20. It was more for the thrill than the money. Yeah, we just needed something to keep us going, right? There's nothing. So so I, I put my action. So the bet was not necessarily that he was alive or dead. It was whether he would make another public appearance. So uh, Jake, no. Jake, I yeah. guess, came on top. Um, Kim Kim was out there. He, what, what was it? He, the uh, His first public appearance was at some bizarre – I forget what it was. It was some kind of ribbon cutting, I think. it was. Yeah, but yeah. it was for – it was for some strange uh, activities, so we'll see. Yeah. I, I forget, so bad radio, but I can't remember what it was. That's okay. This isn't radio. This is this is radio on the internet. True. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, I'm, I'm to go. Let's go back to your uh, to your baseball stats. Uh, so <laughs> it always uh, circles back to that. Somehow. Well, you know, because well, they're not they're they're not that impressive. The most impressive thing on here. So the the on the Union Athletics website the. The thing about the innings was in the bio section, and then when you click on not not, not not to interrupt, but it was the it was the completion of the Sunchon Phosphatic Fertilizer Factory, of course. Ooh. Oh, fertilizer! That's yeah. big. That's I hardly big. know her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so the fertilizer factory is open. What are they going to put it on? They don't grow anything there. There's only shortages. But I think it was more so to get him in front of the cameras. But uh, you know, I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a North Korean fertilizer conspiracy theorist. That Does North up. Korea have the COVID nineteen cases? That's allegedly no. Allegedly, they've had zero cases. So good for them. And and also <laughs> Kim Jong Un. I, I will. Was, I will. I will caveat that as state media reported. But you know, zero is zero in my book. Hey, Kim Jong Un, hundred percent elected. <laughs> That's right. He wins every year. Perfect vote. Yeah, so oh, here on the baseball page, the most impressive stat that they've got on here. This is hilarious. Baseball's Kurt Myers in the front seat of history with VP candidate Paul Ryan. <laughs> they Kurt, have that on the baseball it's, page? It's on there, it's yeah. It's related if, headlines. If you click on related on Union Athletics, wow. yeah. And it says Kurt Myers was the, quote, secret chauffeur for Congressman Paul Ryan's meeting with Republican presidential, dot, dot, dot. Who knows what that could have been about? So congratulations on that. It's no, it's no Cy Young. 
Well, you know, we all try to get onto the website one way or another. And, you know, if, if it's not going to be from prolific baseball stats, at least there's going to be uh, some some Paul Ryan related topics. So always whatever works. Speaking of things to bet on, do you guys play on uh, Predict It? Oh, yeah. I made I a lot of money while. Uh, betting on Ted Cruz to beat uh, uh, Beto. And I uh, made a lot of money betting on Josh Hawley to beat Claire McCaskill. So I yesterday bought a shit ton of Joe Biden to be the nominee because he's only at 79 cents. I don't understand that. Yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. That's Definitely hilarious. buy that. Why does, yeah. why, does, why does that make sense? I don't know. Why would that make be, sense? Because there's still the thought out there that the Tara Reid stuff will sink him. That's that's all the speculation. Nobody, and like nobody that, thinks that, that they'll have Cuomo come in at the convention. So that's that's why you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make the ten percent on any mon- only, money you put on. The only way that would happen is if like the Senate releases like security footage of it actually happening. Like, <laughs> otherwise, what what are we talking about right now? Exactly. There's no way he just like backs off the ballot. <laughs> right, you're t- you're totally right. But the 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 possibility is still there, and people also love gambling. Right, right. Predicted's flawed in a few metrics, and like one of them is how high um, Andrew Yang used to trade just because people were trying to prop up his candidacy. And the same people that use Predicted are the same type of people that support Andrew Yang. So, yeah. you, you know, you're feeding into the who it, it only shows who uses Predicted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, doesn't actually sure. predict. I like, Andrew Yang was cool. Real, real question though, what, what do you think? I mean, the turnout must be like historically low this year right like unless Guaranteed. something dramatically changes between Guaranteed. now and november yeah. why why would anyone show up to vote especially yeah. there's going to be lingering and the places that corona is going to linger the most are going to be the liberal hotbeds too but it's, yeah. it's still not going to be enough to sway california or new york or any but like the, the i'd have to, I'd have to imagine that this, like the, the the states that aren't in play like massachusetts why would people show, like why like why would people risk yeah. voting I, I wouldn't. So yeah, it's actually an interesting point. It might affect the popular vote. It the would. Vote. It would be. It would be interesting if, like, California, New York, uh, Illinois, the votes were just suppressed a ton because people are like, whatever, the Democrats going to win here. Who cares? So that, you know, it, maybe maybe Trump ekes out the elector or the um, uh, popular vote because in the in the Dem, you know, vote cash cows. They're just not turning out. It's possible. Yeah, that, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I don't, I, this is a well. I don't think I don't know. Like the last time there's been an instance like this that would cause pe- every like mass stay at homes. I don't and think if, ever, and, and probably never. And if they're not going to do like mail in, so like, we'll. Well, what I don't understand about the mail in thing is like at least in Massachusetts, and I assume in a lot of other places, you pretty much can mail in now. Yeah, you just have to but, have a reason for it, and like nobody ever checks. Right, like Matt, I've I think I voted absolutely, or no, maybe I voted early, but the the ability to vote not on uh, election day is like pretty reasonable. I mean, like I feel like if, and I also think that if there is um, an absentee ballot program where all you have to do is give a reason, having the reason I don't want to get coronavirus and I'm 80 is like a valid reason. So I think they'd have a hard time telling people no. The the lingering flaw though with absentee ballots is something that happened in missouri we saw a huge amount of voter fraud where uh they were just registering whole uh homes like section eight houses 
the Dems establishment party would go in there whenever there was a Dem primary and someone from the outside was running. They would uh, do har- uh, ballot harvesting. And there's like numerous instances of this across the United States where uh, Dem operatives would gather all these votes from certain communities and then uh, vote for these people. Yeah, that was a real thing there in Missouri. That there was a guy, Bruce Franks, was the yeah, was the state the rep, and uh, he like had a lawsuit with this, and um, they had another election, and he ended up winning. Yeah, so I, I think the the problem with um, it, at least when you go to vote, you show them an ID, and even if you don't have to show them an ID, it's you have to show them something, and that way you know someone's voting. Massachusetts, you can just show up. What kind of information do you have to give them? I just give them my name, my address. I I agree with that system. I don't support. That's still ID. better than. Uh, wait, you, su- being you support? Mailed. Wait, you agree with what system? Your the Massachusetts system. I think that I, I the issue is determining whether or not you're a citizen of the United States. I suppose, um, but if you are a citizen, you are allowed to. Vote. Well, to, in order to get on the ba- so in order to. Get- register to vote in massachusetts it's actually kind of a pain in the ass you have to like provide a, so so once when you, when i moved back to massachusetts from dc i had to prove that i that I, I left dc that i no longer had a residence in dc that i was living at and i had to provide i think two two um documents that show that showed my new massachusetts address so once you're in you're in and then showing up to vote like the burden is sort of on the registration level but even then like now like whenever i move around within mass i've, I've moved twice since or three times since I moved back to my, uh, Massachusetts and all you have to do is like let them know you moved because like ultimately who cares where you're voting from within Massachusetts you, you know I already proved I was in you know I was in the state yeah and your your you're like house districts and stuff are weird there there's like I mean I, I I just don't think that there's a huge concern with people like fraudulently saying they live in one place or another for like municipal elections which I think is a reasonable that's probably true yeah yeah so, but we introed you here with this um, this music thing that we were talking about. So, uh, bands that are named after places are generally worth listening to. Oh, they're killer! Yeah, I like what. Bo- Can I get some examples here? My uh, my dad loves both Boston and Chicago as bands. Yeah, um, uh, Alabama. Alabama has a lot of hits, yeah. a lot of southern rock. Kansas. Uh, if we go to my home hometown of. Uh, Boulder slash Broomfield, Colorado, we get 303, uh, Rap Collective from the early t- 2010s. Yeah, they had that one song. Don't they had a, they had a lot touch of songs. Me. Uh, people, people sleep on 303. So so you, you, were, you were saying earlier that you were living in Missouri, but you're from Colorado. What's, what's the background here? Yeah, so I uh, grew up in Colorado, and then I thought I wanted to do journalism, so I went to the University of Missouri, number one journalism school, and then I realized I didn't want to do journalism, and so I uh, then I moved to moved to DC. <laughs> yeah, I slept on my couch. Yeah, first first move when coming to DC, it's like a rite of passage. You have to sleep on Jake Loft's couch. Yeah. So did you, so did you guys know each other from Missouri? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We knew each other in college. Trying to trying to put the pieces together. Here. He he ha- he was president of the College Republicans, and I was uh, president of the, very cool, very uh, cool. Young Americans for Liberty, even cooler. It's <laughs> the least cool thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I I had so I had two point two innings. You you were ahead of the College Republicans. We can call it even. 
Well, I also uh, received 47 votes in my race for city council. Oh, that's another thing that we're you 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 lost a race for state representative in Massachusetts. I like to say I ran a race for for state representative. The outcome doesn't really matter. That's that's true. It doesn't matter. Look at us now. I lost. It's okay. Massachusetts is a is a bad state for politics. I was doing research on them last year. They give so much money to an arts council. And it's so bad that they are giving money to like for a Prius for each member of the Arts Council that's uh, taxpayer funded. Uh, what? Yeah, this is a this is a Massachusetts. Wait, there's there's like it's like Prius a... giveaway <laughs> to to anyone on their like fine Arts Council. And every year the uh, Boston Herald or what's the newspaper of note there? Is it the Boston the, Herald? The Globe. Boston, the Globe. The Herald. Boston Globe uh, reports on it every year. Like this is terrible. And every single time, they give more funding to the Arts Council for more Priuses. So, it's, it, this is something you could have prevented had you won. <laughs> it would have been at the top of my list for sure. But I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna refute your case that Massachusetts has bad politics. I feel like we, for a state our size, we outpunch our uh, our weight class in terms of uh, national figures on the on the political stage, both left oh, and right. Yeah, Scott I, Brown I was a, was a, was a great. Scott Brown. I don't yeah. disagree with having big names. I disagree with outpunching your weight. Uh, the thing you guys outpunch your weight on is having the highest state debt per capita um, per person. You guys have, I think, 49th. I think you, only California's worse for state debt. So uh, not great. Uh, well, debt doesn't even matter anymore. Look, what, what are we? What are we even doing? We're we're sending checks <laughs> in the mail to people. Yeah, <laughs> and they're sending it's pre, crazy. They're sending crazy world. they're sending pre i around. You know, Baker Charlie Baker Prius is it's it's not as doesn't have as much of a ring to it as Obama phones. Pun intended there. Um, do do you get the joke, Thomas? I do. Obama phones were well, a they, they're well they're they're ringing. It doesn't yeah. have as good of a ring. Ah, uh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I, I was yeah. I was trying to find a connection there yeah. with the yeah. pun. Ring. Right? That, I, 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 is that is that is a pun, right? That's yeah. uh Yeah. I don't know. We'll play on There's words. a lot yeah. of sure. A lot of a lot of different stuff. A lot of different kinds of jokes. <laughs> <laughs> um All right, so so Boston the band is is apparently a good one. Yeah, I love Boston. I whatever so back in the back in the truck driving days, I used to be a truck driver. Um <laughs> You weren't a on, truck on driver. You drove a truck. Right. Well, you know. uh, driving a Chevy truck, like a basic, like F one fifty esque truck, does not uh, mean you're a truck. It was driver. a Silverado, and <laughs> um, but I had I had five CDs that I listened to. My my radio. I either had the radio or I had CDs. I didn't have any kind of auxiliary setup. Um, one of those albums was Boston by boston the self-titled album and uh, that's, that's, how, that's how we got into these uh these folks named after places we got the mighty mighty boss tones while we're while we're oh, up yeah. in the northeast yeah can't beat the boss tones uh the saint lunatics i, d- I do not know a saint lunatic yeah but what, what is that name that or what, what's the what's the talent that's named after saint louis it's uh nelly's group ah uh, okay ah. yeah before he before he had his solo career he was in the saint lunatics i don't know anybody else who was in there though but, you so know. it's kind of like it's st lunatic or nelly is to st lunatics is like eminem is a d12 he's kind of he kind of like is the band yeah 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 for yeah, sure yeah. d12 d12 no one thinks about d12 i, I hadn't thought about d12 i haven't in years. thought about d12 <laughs> that was, that they was had, a good one they had the one well, song it's always, in my it's, band. it's always at the front of my head brand so <laughs> i thought i could bring it up 
my band was a, was a banger when I was in like the fifth grade or something like that. I heard that in a yeah. What band? D12 oh, made D- a song called My Band, and it's just Eminem rapping like very um, grotesque things, and it's a very fun song. Oh yeah, about his about D12. Yeah. Oh, meta. It's a meta song. Oh yeah, yeah. It's great. Very good. <laughs> you know what was really meta? Last night we watched um, Knives Out. Have you seen that? Mm, I did watch it, but my problem was I was only kind of half paying attention. I it's it, it's one of, it was one of those quarantine movies where you know it was on the TV, but my attention span was just not really there. And it seems like one of those movies you need to be paying attention for. It, so that's exactly. I, I feel like I need to rewatch. You do have to pay attention. I was even getting so Thomas is the worst at watching movies. He yaps the whole time. He's just jawing all the whole movie, and uh, that is a movie you have to pay attention to. So I was always getting on him. Yeah, I was having um, conversations, and Jake just pipes up. No more conversations. If you're gonna talk, pause the movie. Right. Mm. Exactly. And <laughs> oh, that's um, even worse. Pause the movie's worse. No, it isn't. If you're gonna miss the main. No, it point, was right I, at the beginning. It was what they were introducing. So the the Jake hates missing the point. No, right. Oh, they even <laughs> said that in the movie. They said you're missing the point, and we both looked at each other. <laughs> uh, Free no, advertising. At, at the beginning, they had um, there was like seven or eight characters in the family that they were introducing with names, and that with Thomas was talking through the whole thing of that. And that was the most important. Who who, who says you're missing the point? Which uh, which actor was it? Daniel uh, Craig. Michael Shannon. Ah, so you, so you got to take him. You got to get the audio of him saying you're missing the point and put that into like an intro for your podcast. That'd be oh, great. Yeah, we yeah. we got to get. We should do that. They, they probably say it. All, other people probably say it too. So we got to. We got free marketing tip from me to you. Oh wow! What so a, what a so nice guy. Kurt, how have you been getting through quarantine? What what has really been the thing that makes you feel normal? Well, so I, I work remotely uh, in normal time. So I have my, I already had my little desk set up here. I'm, I'm used to working uh, alone in my apartment. So I would say my, my work situation was, is kinda, I just continued in stride. I would say the biggest difference is like when I'm, when I'm, when I'm usually here outside of quarantine, I, at least in my head, I have the possibility of going out now there's not. So it's more of like a, uh, a mental game more than anything. I feel like, uh, I'm I'm pretty well equipped to, to to ride out the the quarantine inside my apartment, but it's just it's not as fun. I I in Jan in January I made two purchases, which at the time I considered to be sort of luxury, unnecessary purchases. One of which was a rowing machine uh, oh. to put in the apartment. Oh, that and that then, is a great purchase. That was so, which has become uh, you're like uh, Frank a, Underwood, a, a godsend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> Similar, similar, similar machine. Not, not exactly the same <laughs> setup. Um, and then I, I, I purchased a motorcycle, which again was sort of just like a toy at the time. But now it's allowing me to to get around Boston, go out to my mom's house uh, about once or twice a week, say hey, um, without having to ride public transportation, which apparently is a, a no no if you can avoid it right now. So oh, yeah, Don't all this get on to the say, make too. make poor uh, uh, purchases, and sometimes they work out. You riding a Harley through Boston? I do not ride a Harley through Boston. I ride a uh, I ride a Royal Enfield, which is like the Indian Harley. Wow! Bike I have it's a bike I have when I lived in India, which is when I was when I was riding around uh, uh, bushels full of Kurt shirts. I was riding a Royal. Why don't you t- tell us more about that? Well, what, what so you lived in India and uh, you also had some kind of stake in um, some shirts. Uh, I'm just gonna I've got, I've got one of them. I'm with Maybe I'll put it on. But uh, <laughs> uh, tell tell us about the shirts. What's the deal with the shirts? 
so after I graduated from Union College, after my after my baseball career ended, um, I went over to actually for uh, I guess about a year after I graduated, I went over to India because a buddy of mine um, had been there. That's a beautiful shirt, Jake. I like that shirt. He wears it all the time. Uh, Jake, Jake's probably been the most uh, prolific wearer of. So I, I, uh, in 2017, I gave everybody Jake and I worked together for the for the listeners, and I gave everyone in our office. Uh, uh, a Kurt shirt, and I would say Jake is probably the only person who wears it consistently, at least as far as I'm aware. He wears it probably once every two weeks. Yeah. Oh yeah, I wear it all the time. It's a great weekend shirt. I can't wear it out anymore because so like the kind of the buttons area just kind of all scrunched up, so that it just opens. Well, you know, it's it's a three year old shirt. I, I can look up. With how how did you, you become you. a shirt connoisseur in India? It, wait, what's yeah, the you, specialty of call? these shirts? Who did you, who did you, who got a hold of you and asked you to get in? You guys are asking them. me several very different questions, one at a time. Well, Jake, I'll let you go first. Thank you, because this is my show. <laughs> Thomas is a recurring guest. I'm trying. I'm trying to get him booted. Yeah, I'm trying to take to get his spot. This so is Jake, me, please, me and you. Please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're so was a, like an Indian man just like cold call you on the phone or like send you a, a letter in the mail? No, but that that would have been that would have been a much Envelope more interesting story. I, I would I would have I would have I would feel like I'd have a better like bar story if it was just like a, a cold call from some guy in India. No, it was a, it was a buddy of mine from college uh, who moved uh, to India to work for actually a textile sourcing company, um, and then he decided he didn't want to do that about six months after he was there, and so he wanted to start his own. Uh, brand and so he called me and said hey i'm doing this if you're interested come on over and i did not uh i i, I just decided to go so i think three weeks later i was on the ground over there and so we uh we started a a, a company called studio bagru uh b-a-g-r-u if you guys want to hit the hit the google machine oh check does it this out. still exist it still exists yeah are um, you are you making any of, proceeds off it no i i sold my stake uh in 2018 oh but my, uh, this my, is going to be bad after you get all the there. listens from this pod and all the <laughs> you're well, giving so, them so an the, advertisement. The, that's all right. I mean, listen, I, I got I got to get something out of uh, coming on coming on the pod. And uh, so the point, the premise of the company is that there's all these rural artisans who produce a lot of uh, uh, textiles for pennies on the dollar. And so this is just a more direct connection for them to Western markets. So we, they, they ship mostly to Europe and Australia, and then. Uh, for, for the U.S., it's mostly just me bringing it back for my friends. The, the, the money is made in Europe and, and Australia. I like the concept, though. Uh, cheap cheap labor, cheap materials. You get your full quality shirts. You're, you're basically bypassing the uh, creative companies like Banana Republic and all those. Uh, you guys are straight to the yeah, source. The DT, I like this. DTC. Well, way. yeah. So, so yeah. a lot, a lot of the the artisans that we worked with uh, did produce things for J. Crew. Actually, although they just went bankrupt. So yeah, maybe, I I made a lot of purchases. A better job. It was great. <laughs> but uh, so so the idea was we we would be able to pay them a much higher. We'd be able to pay the artisans a much higher rate than these these larger companies, and, and that's why they ultimately decided to work for us, which is a much smaller smaller brand. Um, but they got they got paid more, and, and the margins were still there for us. So. I'm gonna check oh. this out because I, yeah. I I don't mind the shirt that Jake has. I I, I think it's kind of cool, and cool. I've been trying to update my look to yeah, have some. We, we, we need we need higher praise, and we don't mind it. We we proactively like these shirts. A lot of a lot of love <laughs> goes into them. Jake understands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Good I, shirts. I I need more short sleeve button ups. Is what I'm getting at, and that's what this shirt is, and it has a little fun pattern. So. That's right. Very, very I have breathable, to check this out. breathable cotton. Great, great hot weather shirt. When it's like a yeah. scorching summer day, especially in DC where it's very, uh-huh. um, 
Uh, you can get get pretty wet out there. Um, it's it's a great breathable breathable shirt. You've sold me. <laughs> it doesn't even work for the company. <laughs> they need to be paying you a retainer. I'm a sort. brand yeah. ambassador. Brand ambassador. Wow. Cool. Wow. That this has been riveting stuff, Kurt. Um, we're coming up on time here. I try to keep them a, a certain length, but I, you know, we I think we could we could do this for probably two more hours, probably. You know. Um, very Easy interesting. Content, you're yeah. you're in the running for the new host for sure. Yeah, let me let me know how we do. We'll see. Well, maybe we can ask the listeners to uh, subscribe and leave their review of, of me in particular, and we'll see what everybody has to say. Specifically, Kurt reviews that that would probably work. I you know I I have about nine ratings uh, currently. So if we if we can get that up to a good dozen, one of the written reviews actually says though that I know a lot about art. So um, that's why they were gave it a five. So. Okay, so eight of them are about me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is this has been this has been great, Kurt. So uh, th- thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, maybe I'll have you on another time. Maybe one time. You know, maybe this maybe one and done. Maybe nobody likes you. We'll have to see <laughs> see what the reviews say. We'll, we'll see the what metrics. the ratings have to say. Okay, I'll put you on two point two times. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I'm, from, I'm I'm used to that amount of uh, amount of repetition. Right. Uh, yeah, so this is this has been episode 13 of You're Missing the Point with Kurt Myers this time around. I'm Jake Loft, recurring guest Thomas Bradbury. Um, next week we'll have another, probably have another interview for you next week. I got a lot, got a lot of people on the docket coming up. Um, so uh, stay safe out there. We'll, uh, watch, we're going to flatten the curve together. And uh, in the states that are reopening, get out there. Go ahead, go out and play whatever you want. You know the governors say it's okay. So. Um, Cool. This is it. Episode 13. You're missing the point. Thanks.